0: Well, good morning. Welcome home. We want to welcome home this morning those of you who are here today. We're glad you're here on this spring break. Uh, set your clock forward Sunday. We're also glad that those that are in Columbus today, we want to welcome you in this morning on this spring break and set your clock forward Sunday. Y'all are here today despite the loss of hour of sleep. And so thanks for being here today. We're in a series called Connecting Point, and we've been talking about the relationships that matter in our life, and specifically what the plans are that God has for us in our life. And uh, my son, Noah, who's my oldest son, he turned 13 years old this last week, which is hard to believe that my wife and I have a teenager in the house, but that's the way that it is. And it got me to looking through some pictures and thinking about when Noah was first born. And I remember thinking, Do you, are you going to give us a manual with this baby when you send us home so that we don't mess him up too bad? And I remember looking at him when Wit was sleeping one day and just thinking about, you know, What are, what's your life going to be about? What's God's plans for you? What are the things that, who are you going to marry? What are you going to do with your life? What are your strengths going to be? You know, how are you going to handle the everyday things of life? We all have people maybe that we've thought that about, whether it was a kid or a grandchild, or probably most importantly, we've asked those questions in our own life. What's the plan in our life? Where are we going with our life? And really, this series is about learning that God has a plan for us, and as we connect ourselves to Him, He reveals those plans. That's what we're talking about today. Once we connect with God, He reveals the plans that He has for our life. We've been talking about the most important connection is our connection with God, And as we connect with God, He begins to transform our character, and then He begins to reveal the plans that He has for our life. Um, Many times in our life, we think of different ways and purposes that we have, and most of them are wrapped up in the big highlights of our life. You know, when we think of what God's plans are for our life, we think in terms of how much money we're going to make, what type of job we're going to have, what's our spouse going to look like, where are we going to live, all these big moments of our life. And when we think of having a prosperous life or an abundant life, we think of kind of outside exterior things that can comfort us or make us happy. But God's plan for our life is for those things, but not on the outside, on the inside. In fact, Jesus says, I came, I came to earth and died and was resurrected so that you may have and enjoy life. That's kind of comforting. Say that with me. So that you may have and enjoy life. God wants us to have And enjoy life, the same way that we want our kids or our grandkids or our friends or people in our in our life to have a good life. But when we think of that, when we think of that good life or that full life that Jesus is talking about, oftentimes we think of stuff. We think of having an abundance or things that you know fill us up that are exterior. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full, till it overflows, not in possessions or in money, but in peace of mind and peace of heart. See, God's plan for your life and my life is not just any kind of full life, but a life that is full of peace, a life that no matter what season you're in, God is first, I don't know if you thought about this before, but God has a plan for every second of your life. God has a plan for every second of your life. He has a plan for your ordinary days, for your difficult days, and for your appointed days. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. He has a plan for your ordinary days, your difficult days, and your appointed days. A lot of times when we think of things like that, we don't really include a full life that has ordinary times. You know, the day in and day out. I mean, we invented TGIF for a reason. The idea behind TGIF is life begins, our plans begin, God's purposes begin, what we want begins when Friday at four o'clock or five o'clock or whenever you get off work starts. We believe that life starts on Friday. I mean, not necessarily each one of us, but that's kind of the, the purpose or the, you know, the plan behind that motto, TGIF. But the reality is that David talks about that this is a day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. In other words, God has a plan for your ordinary moments. God has a plan for us to be faithful to him in those ordinary moments. In fact, some of us right now, it's not that maybe we resent it, you know, but we're kind of tired of the ordinary moments in life. Maybe we're tired of our routine. I remember when Whitney stayed home with Noah, she quit work and stayed home with him and she would just get tired of the day in, day out things of staying home and all that I'm tired of doing laundry. I'm tired of cleaning up. I'm tired of all this stuff. I'm tired of going to work, and I'm tired of eating a bologna sandwich every day at school for lunch. We get in these routines. We get tired of it. And in those moments, we can just lose joy because we're focused on the fact that something's not out of the ordinary, that it's routine. But we see Paul in Romans talk about that God has a plan for those ordinary moments. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Let's say that together in both locations. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering wait a minute, where's the highlights? Where's the moment where I accomplish what I set out to do? Where's the moment where I get my 15 minutes of fame? Where's the moment where someone in my life gets their 15 minutes of fame? God says, the plan is not for you to always have great moments or even difficult moments. A lot of life is just the ordinary moments of life. And sometimes in our life, the reason I share this with you, I realize we already know this, but the reason I share that with you is because sometimes in our life when we have those ordinary moments, we feel like we're not fulfilling God's plan or God has forgotten us with some bigger plan. And God just simply wants us to be faithful with today's plan, the ordinary. When I was in high school, There's this guy who played basketball for the Philadelphia 76ers. His name was Allen Iverson, and he was pretty good. But he didn't like to practice. And there's this famous quote, uh, and I don't remember the exact context behind it, but basically, he got fined because he didn't show up to practice, and the coach got on to him. And so the media asked him, You know, why aren't you practicing? Why aren't you putting more effort into practice? You're a leader. You know, why don't you practice? And Alan said, practice? You're talking to me about practice? You're not talking to me about a game? You're not talking to me about the big moments? You're talking to me about practice, man. And he goes on. It's this great clip. You can YouTube it. And essentially what he's saying is what we believe sometimes. It's not right, but it's what we believe. Ordinary? God's got a plan for me today? And I want Friday to be here. But see, God sees faithful as fruitful. God sees your being faithful in the little things, in the ordinary things, in the everyday routine, as a part of His plan of not only living a full life, but preparing for other parts of your life. We like game day, but we don't like to practice. And God says, forget about the game, forget about the big moments, forget about the difficult moments, just be faithful. Jesus said, if you're faithful in little things, let's finish it together, you will be faithful in large ones. So if there's anybody here today in Pittsburgh or anyone in Columbus that you're tired of the routine, you want something different, realize that it's a season but God has a plan for you right now where you're at. Simply being faithful to Him. Faithful is not very attractive. It's not something that we, you know, get excited about. But it's a part of that abundant life. A, lot, a full life has ordinary times, and a full life has difficult times. A full life has difficult times. Come on now. We've got difficult times at times. These are the times in our life where we have trouble, tribulations, and trials. I mean, there's a lot of country songs written about troubles. You know, you just play them backwards and you get everything back in your life, right? We all have troubles and trials and tribulations. And anybody that you see that you feel like they got it all together, they've got troubles and trials and tribulations just like you do. Maybe we don't see them, but they're there. When we think of troubles, you know, there's different things that could come to mind, but to just list a few, I mean, these obviously aren't all of them. But maybe there's somebody in here today or in Columbus or online today, you're in a time of waiting, you're waiting on the cancer report, or you're waiting on that person to decide what they're going to do, or you're waiting to find out if they're going to hire you or the other person, or you're waiting on God to tell you, are you supposed to move? or Are you supposed to stay? Or you're waiting on the foster care social worker to tell you, you get to stay where you're at, or you've got to be moved again. I mean, we have these times of waiting and they stink. I hate waiting. That's why we have McDonald's. We've got All these different things now where you can pick stuff up real quick because we don't like to wait. And waiting can be difficult. And someone in here or in Columbus, you're in a season of waiting and it's difficult. Times of uncertainty where you're not sure. Times of mourning. I mean, I don't trying to sound depressing or like Solomon when he writes in Ecclesiastes, but the truth is, if we live any amount of time at all, we're going to face mourning in our life. The loss of someone that we care about. Somebody in here, or in Columbus, you're in a mourning time. You're mourning a relationship that isn't no more. You're mourning someone that's passed away. You're mourning what could have been. You're mourning what you did. You're mourning what they did. And it's really easy. When we come to a season or a time of trouble. To say, God, you said that you were going to give me a full, abundant life. And this is not full. And this is not abundant. And the reason that we have a temp- temptation to do that is because we've got the wrong definition of what a full and abundant life is. A full and abundant life is not everything breaking our way. It's saying, despite things not breaking our way, I'm going to remain faithful. Scripture tells us, and our life experiences confirm it, that it's not if, it's when we have troubles. We have times of discouragement, times of persecution, times of crisis, and yet god's plan is faithfulness to him during even those difficult moments of life i uh, was a youth pastor for 10 and a half years and one of my favorite things to do was to be at teen camp and and spend time with students and you know they were away from their environment their home life and they were able to just get away and really just experience a different culture and and hear God speak to them, and always on Thursdays, they'd been there long enough that they would let their guard down, and and they would begin to warm up to people and and what God wanted for their life, and you could always just, Thursday night, people would come down to an altar, and they would just start to confess, or they would accept a call to whatever God was calling them to, or, or just a closer walk with God. And in their mind, I don't think anybody said it out loud, but in their mind they thought that, that I'm getting this abundant life now. And it's almost like they believed that mom wasn't going to have a drinking problem anymore when they came home. That there wasn't going to be any fighting anymore when they came home. That they weren't going to get picked on at school anymore when they went back to school. I mean, they didn't say it, and they would have they got it right on paper, but subconsciously it's like we believe that sometimes. And this abundant life that we, we can have through salvation and through His Spirit is not a life of lollipops and rainbows. It's a life that God promises to walk next to us. That He promises to be with us. Jesus said, here on earth, you will have many trials. Many trials. Let's say that together. Many trials and sorrows. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Which means that despite how crazy life is on the outside, despite how difficult life can be on the outside, despite whether it's mourning or discouragement or crisis or cancer or uncertainty or whatever it is, we can have the joy of Christ on the inside. We can be faithful to God. We can sense His presence despite what's going on because we have a relationship with Him. And when we're faithful in the ordinary times... It steadies us in the difficult times. Practice, experience, being with God every day helps us get through the difficult days. Full life has ordinary times, it has difficult times, and it has appointed times. When we think of appointed times, I don't know what comes to your mind, but what we're talking about here with appointed times is those times where God has appointed us to step in for someone or step up in responsibility or step out in faith. See, we all have times of ordinary. We all have difficult times. But God has a plan for you and in their appointed times. Now, when we think of appointed, sometimes we again think of those big highlights where God has appointed me to play Major League Baseball. God has appointed me to, to marry this person that I have in my head, you know, who I'm supposed to marry. God has appointed me to be successful. God has appointed me to be the best helper that is on planet Earth. We think of these big appointments. And those are a part of the deal. But there are these special appointments that God has planned for all of us to be a part of. And as we walk with him, we see them. For a student, sometimes that appointment looks like you just feel this urge inside of yourself to sit by that kid that no one's sitting with. And you can't put your finger on it. It's not an ordinary time. You're not going through a difficult time. But there's something inside of you that says you need to to sit with them. You need to talk to them. It's because it's God's appointed time. Or for some reason, you know you have a family member or a friend or someone you know that that doesn't know the Lord. And for some reason, you just feel feel compelled to talk to them. That's an appointed time. I've had people in my life that answered the bell and came into my life for a season because I believe God appointed them to come to me. See, we're always asking God, what's the plan? What's the big term plan? What's my job? Who am I going to marry? How am I going to get over this crisis? What's the plan? And that's a fair question to ask. Really, the plan is faithfulness no matter which time of this season you're in. God's plan is faithfulness to God during the ordinary, the difficult, and the appointed times of life. Are you making the appointments? See, what's, what's scary to me is how many appointments I've missed in my life because I wasn't connected to God like we talked about in week one. Or I wasn't letting God transform my character like we talked about last week when we had a snow day. See, when when we're faithful in the ordinary and the difficult, it prepares us for the appointed. If you know the story of Joseph in Scripture, you understand this. Joseph had some ordinary days Joseph had some difficult days. He was falsely accused. He was thrown into prison. And he handled that faithfully. And God said, son, now it's an appointed time. I'm going to raise you up to help your people. But if I was going to take my 13-year-old son on a drive and talk to him about being a man, and I were to tell him, son, be faithful to God in the ordinary time, Son, be faithful to God during the difficult time. Son, answer the bell when you have the appointed time. I'd also tell him about another plan. Because in the same way that we prepare to to live out what God wants us to do, Satan's got a game plan for us. I mean, Satan is studying film on us. Satan has a plan for your every second the way that God has a plan for your every second. And, and son, you need to understand that he's got a plan for you the same way that God has a plan for you. See, that scripture that we read about Jesus coming to, have, to give us full and abundant life, one sentence before that scripture, Satan's plan is revealed. The thief comes in in order to steal and kill and destroy Let's read that in Columbus and here in Pittsburgh. The thief comes in in order to steal and kill and destroy. I hate this scripture, but yet we need to know it. First Peter says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking to devour someone. Son, be faithful in the ordinary be faithful in the difficult answer the bell in the appointed times but realize satan has a plan for you i want to talk to you about three plans that satan has and the first is the empty life this is the life that we're all this is the plan that we're all on when we're born our plans with our power and we rely on our power to accomplish our plans and when we go that way maybe there's somebody here or in Columbus today, or watching online, you're, you feel like your life is empty. And it's probably because you're doing life according to your plans and your power. And there's a bigger God shaped hole in, in your heart than you realize. And that's why you feel empty. Because you're connected, you've connected yourself to your plan and your power rather than God's power. It leaves us empty. Satan can't trip us up with that one, then he goes for the unfulfilled life. This is our plans with God's power. This is for people that have grown up around church and your mom or your grandma was real close to God, and you see that they're nice and they, they forgive you when you make the wrong decision. And so you kind of you buy into half of what they're doing, but you don't really want to do what grandma and grandpa did to, to have that kind of uh, relationship with God. So you want God's power, but you want your plans. And so you're asking God to bless what you want. And it leads to being unfulfilled. There's a lot of people on this plan. I used to be on this plan. If I'm not careful, I can still be on this plan. We all can. And when we're on this plan, it leads to unfulfillment. And the last plan that Satan uses is called the frustrated plan, the frustrated life. This is where you've heard God speak to you, but you don't want to trust him fully. So you do it in your power. It's God's plans with your power. And it leads to frustration. And God says, I have come that you wouldn't follow those plans, that you may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's God's plan. God's plan with God's power. I hate roller coasters. I detest them. My whole family loves them except for me. And one of the reasons, there's many reasons I don't like roller coasters, but one of the reasons I don't like roller coasters is I want to know, especially a lot of times when you ride a roller coaster, you can't see the whole ride. I want to know where the dips are. I want to know where they're going to put me on the side. I want to know where they're going to circle me around. And there's this ride in Silver Dollar City that my wife and son were trying to get me on. And I wasn't about to get on that because the trees were blocking the view. I wasn't about to get on something, that I don't know what the whole deal is. And we kind of do that with God too, don't we? I'm not going to sign up and fully surrender to God because I don't know what that's going to mean. I mean, I imagine I mean, imagine what it would be like if you started to follow God 's plan fully. I mean, I signed up forgiveness. For forgiveness. But I didn't know you were going to ask me to forgive someone. Or I didn't know you were going to ask me to ask forgiveness. For something that I did. See God I'm with you. Until you ask me to do something. I mean Jonah right. Jonah was okay with getting on a boat. He just wasn't okay with going to Nineveh. So he sailed the other direction. Of course If you know that story, that didn't work out too well for him for a while. I know it's spring forward. I get that it's spring break. I understand that this isn't a mind blowing message in terms of something that we haven't heard before. My goodness. It's powerful. What would happen if your ordinary days, you started praising God, this is the day that the Lord has made? What would happen on your difficult days? And some of you are in difficult days. Maybe people know about your difficult days. Maybe they don't what if you said, God, I will praise you during these difficult days. God, I'm looking for your plan in these difficult days. God, I'm going to keep serving you during these difficult days. God, I don't want to miss these appointed days. I don't want to miss those moments where you have, you have ordained it. I look back and I think of different people who've had a conversation with me when I needed it, and I'm so thankful that they did. I have this uncle, his name's Dan, and I was working at this car wash in Fort Scott while I was dating my wife during the summer doing an internship at a church. And I had some stuff I was dealing with, and Dan was in a hurry to go somewhere, but he could tell that I'd Needed to talk, and he shut his truck off. Never forget this conversation. Shut his truck off, got out of his truck, leaned back against his truck, and he said, come over here, son. Let's just talk a little bit. Tell me what's going on. And he spent the next 10 or 15 minutes. It wasn't a really, really long conversation. And he just breathed encouragement and support into me. He made his appointment and it made an impact on me. Don't miss those appointments because there's more to them than you can even imagine. With our head bowed and our eyes closed here in Pittsburgh and in Columbus, your head bowed and eyes closed, I just want to ask you today, are you, are you resenting the ordinary days? Are you just sitting around waiting for the difficult days to end? Are you not worried about the appointed days? What if the Lord today would like you to... What's he saying to you right now? Are you being faithful during those days? If you're not, you can simply pray, God, I have a relationship with you. I want to serve you. Father, I just want to trust you with every part of my life, every second of my life. Help me to have a better attitude, Lord, in the routine. Help me to see value in the difficult. Help me to answer the bell during the appointed days. With every head bowed and every eye closed, in Columbus and Pittsburgh, this is just really for God, no one else. If you prayed that prayer or something like that, just as a testimony to God, would you just lift your hand up real quick? Every head bowed and every eyes closed. Lord, you see those hands here and in Columbus. Father, remind us of your faithfulness. We love you and we give you praise. Thank you that we can connect with your plans no matter the season. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen.